Happy New Year, everyone. This is Mo Oster, Misney's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week brings the beginning of the 2022 New York State Legislative Session, kicked off by Governor Hochul making her annual State of the State message. She returned to the New York tradition by making the speech in the Assembly Chamber as opposed to the Empire State Convention Center that Governor Cuomo used for many years. However, due, of course, to the need for COVID social distancing, very few legislators attended in person and, like most, watched it via streaming video. Her speech included a number of initiatives to address our extraordinary but weary healthcare system, including new funding for training and retention programs like expansion of funding for the Doctors Across New York Loan Repayment Program, requiring payment parity between services delivered via telehealth and in-person, and increasing New Yorkers' eligibility and coverage levels for various health insurance programs like the Essential Plan, the Child Health Insurance Program, and postpartum Medicaid coverage. However, she also articulated support for items where MISNI has clearly opposed, such as making permanent the pandemic rule that eliminated otherwise required collaborative arrangements between nurse practitioners and physicians practicing in the same specialty. The governor also indicated support for other items where MISNI has raised concerns in the past, like her support for the Interstate Medical Licensure Compact, whereby a physician licensed in one state can very easily become licensed in another state that participates in the compact. While the compact is supported by the AMA and participated in by 29 states, MISNI has raised concerns because of the possibility that health insurers could meet network adequacy requirements through telehealth arrangements with out-of-state physicians, as well as concerns that the requirement to be board certified to waive into another state could further empower specialty boards to maintain and further impose burdensome maintenance of certification requirements. New Year's Day also brought about the implementation of the far-reaching No Surprises Act law. Most immediate for all physicians is to be aware of the requirement to post in your office and on your website a notice to patients of the protections afforded by the No Surprises Act and New York Surprise Medical Bill Law. A model form developed by the New York Department of Financial Services can be accessed from a webpage on the MISNI website devoted to implementation of the law. From this page, you can also view a toolkit for physicians for implementation developed by the American Medical Association, as well as a number of guidance documents written by the New York Department of Financial Services on a number of topics where New York has slightly differing laws, including for various circumstances where claims for care provided out of network in a hospital would go to the independent dispute resolution system. Other notable requirements of which physicians should be aware is the requirement to provide your self-pay or uninsured patients with a detailed estimate of anticipated charges prior to delivery of care, and the requirement to provide regular updates to health insurers of changes to your practice information to enable them to comply with their requirements to provide regular, updated, and accurate directory information for their enrollees. To assist physicians, MISNI's legal counsel, Garfunkel Wild, has developed a working group devoted to compliance with the No Surprises Act and will be hosting a webinar on these issues on Tuesday, February 1st at noon. The end of 2021 also brought about the governor's action on a number of bills that MISNI was advocating either in support or opposition. 
We thank the many physicians who heeded Misney's call and sent a message to the governor. The governor signed into law two bills advocated for by Misney to reduce health insurer hassles to assist patients in obtaining the medications they need, including legislation to greatly limit the ability of health insurers to make mid-year prescription formulary or tiering changes, as well as legislation to enable the state to directly regulate the practices of PBMs. She also signed a bill into law that will remove prior authorization requirements in Medicaid and Medicaid managed care for prescribing all medication-assisted treatment medications. The governor also vetoed one bill Misney had opposed, pushed by the trial lawyers, that could have driven up medical liability costs through permitting the awarding of prejudgment interest in certain circumstances. And she also worked with the legislature to agree on chapter amendments to another bill Misney had opposed and pushed by the trial lawyers that would have imposed excessively burdensome insurance disclosure requirements on defendants in personal injury actions, including malpractice. Turning to upcoming CME events, please put on your calendar Wednesday, January 19th at 7.30 a.m. for a combined Medical Matters and Veterans Matters program entitled Military Involvement in COVID Response and the Impact in COVID-19 on Veterans with Dr. Frank Dowling as faculty. I would also ask physicians to put aside Tuesday, March 8th to plan to participate in MISNI's Physician Advocacy Day, where physicians will hear from legislative leaders in the morning and have visits with their local elected officials in the afternoon. Like last year, it will be held virtually given the stark increase in COVID cases. Please look to MISNI eNews and the MISNI website for more information, including where you can register. Again, Happy New Year, everyone, and let's hope that this Omicron surge will recede as fast as it has ascended. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your commitment to MISNI, your county medical society, and your patients. We will speak again next week.